this could be a quarter session, take it as it is. Or like also think of it as like, you know, a Christian lecture testimony, you know, <laughs> personal journey kind of thing. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Room 5E3 Cuento with Ano. And for the first episode, we will cuento about the art of spontaneity. Now, I'm, I just want to say that I'm super stoked about this because for a couple of months now, I've been overthinking about starting my own podcast. But I guess to only overcome the sense of overthinking means that I just got to do it. And while I may talk about this in a very general idea, I'd go in so far as saying what Nike says. Just do it. I don't know why I did that, but you get the idea, you know, and, sh- and shirt, insert Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf, insert Shia LaBeouf, fuck, alright, I wish I could start, I could actually edit this out, but then I don't feel like it's gonna be genuine and pure, or raw, anyways, so what we mean when we say that we just gotta do it, is that you just gotta do it because you'll never know what will happen, you know, there's this book um, that reminded me of today's episode is that I read this book during my junior year for one of my philosophy classes. It's this book called Trying Not to Try, The Ancient Art of Effortlessness and the Surprising Power of Spontaneity. It's a book by Edward G. Slingerland. You guys could check it out, but I think it's only available on Amazon. You can get it for a couple of bucks, which is less, less than 500 pesos, more or less. Or you could go over the ebook version on Kindle, it's a lot cheaper. But anyways, this book has essentially talked about, as its title suggests, spontaneity and the art of what happens when you just don't try. So Edward Slingerland centers this idea on Chinese philosophy. Well, technically the book is, you know, about Chinese philosophy, specifically Taoism. And he gives a very important key term, which is Uwei, which is spelled as W-U-W-E-I, and it translates to effortless trying. And this is a paradox, because how exactly do you try without trying? And he tells a story about Butcher Ding, which is, I think, is the best metaphorical story that one could picture about Uwe. So, anyways, I'll try to give only the important details, Butcher Ding is like the start of like a ceremony where he was given a task to perform a ritual that required, you know, a blood of an animal and the animal that he had to sacrifice was an ox. So to perform the task itself was already very demanding because it required a very clean execution. That is to cut the ox perfectly. So anyways, he cuts off the ox, slices the ox, And what seemed like a very difficult task turned into something easy because Butcher Ding executed his performance in a very smooth and graceful way. And the way it was described was that Butcher Ding let the knife did its thing. It was basically like the blade and Butcher Ding were one. So yeah, basically everyone was in awe of such a smooth and beautiful performance. And so what Slinger wanted to point out was that life was like that blade. You know, we should live life by allowing life to just be, basically. That is to say that instead of trying to force things with life, go with the flow. 
And as I've mentioned this to my professor in reference to the Uwe, was that we shouldn't be going through life by walking on on eggshells. We should be dancing on eggshells. We should be carefree and see where things go, just like the blade and butcher ding. You know, we should be one with life. And when we are one with life, we should be able to live life without tension. Because having tension essentially means we are forcing something. And when we force some things, when we force our way through life or with life, we actually don't end up where we ought to be. That is to say, if we don't go along with something, if you try to contradict the loss of time or fate or the order of things, you're forcing something. And if you force something, that means you're trying hard. You know, and if you're trying hard, you fail to reach the reason as to why you're doing it in the first place. So how does this story, how does the book, the Chinese philosophy relate to what this cuento is about? Wow, did I really just ask what was the connection as if I was a teacher? Oh my god, is this supposed to be a cuento, not like a not like a lecture? Alright, what? Okay, anyways, it's essentially taking a leap of faith, you know? Or, you know, as I like to say, it's essentially dancing on eggshells. Because what I'm trying to point out is that the kind of beauty that comes when you do things out of spontaneity is finding a sense of unforeseen joy that you would have never thought could happen to you. And as you're listening to me, I'm hoping that you do reflect on the amazing things that have happened to you and realize how they were never really planned at all. Because I sure as hell have a lot of great things that have happened to me where I did not even try planning it. Because I shit you not, a lot of the great things that have happened in my life or that is going on in my life right now started with the fuck it, alright, I'm a go for it mindset, you know? And whatever happens, it really is what it is, you know? Say la vie. Like, okay, alright. Because the theme of this podcast is to make cuento as if I'm talking to my friends. And because I do not have friends right now with me, with me, okay? I do have friends. I'll pretend I am making cuento to them. I'm going to imagine that my microphone is my best friend. You see, okay, side note. This is why I love podcasts. Because it feels like you can literally talk about anything and nobody's there to like give you this questionable reactions. Like, you know, that what people make when they have no idea what you're fucking talking about. Okay, anyway, we're going away from the topic. Anyway, I'm going to share some, you know, snippets of my life. So, oh my god, I just got a wave of nervousness that came in. Because, like, now that I have a podcast, it's public, right? So my nanai will probably listen to this, and my secrets will be exposed. So I should, like, consider about keeping some episodes PG, so my nanai will know I'm here. I'm still her little devilish angel. Lol. Okay, I just... That just right now dawn to me okay anyways oh my god again i am all right focus anyways where was i oh yeah okay so i can attest to the idea that there is beauty that comes from being spontaneous for one i was never as in never <laughs> into dogs i was never a fan of dogs because of two childhood experience 
One, and what a lot of people know, was that I have asthma. I had asthma. And for some scientific reason that I still don't understand why, is that because of my asthma, I was allergic to dogs or furry animals in general. But the second reason was because of my childhood trauma where one day I was heading to the Sari Sari store to get some merienda because the store was just like a street away from my house. And so anyways, on my way back from the store, I came across this stray dog and this dog was just staring at me. But you see, at that moment, I was already like, I I was raised, I was already, you know, taught by my helpers back then that dogs were evil. And to the point they even told me that dogs hated red, hated the color red. So if they see someone wearing red, they'd go after it. But I was like, isn't that like for the, you know, a bull? But yeah. So they were like, they, they made me think that dogs were evil, you know? So because of that thought, on my way back, going from the store, there was this dog that, you know, just kept glaring at me. And so obviously I was scared. I wasn't even wearing red. I was wearing white. So I didn't know why the dog was, you know, staring at me. I could have thought that he was, I probably thought that he was, you know, about to bite me. And so with that thought, I fucking ran for my life. And the dog fucking chased me. But here's the thing though. I was literally a few steps to my house. As in like just one house away from where I was already at the moment I decided to run. And for some fucking reason, I ended up running around the open court. Because there was a there was an open court like in front of our house. And so anyways, and I don't fucking know why, instead of running to the right to enter my house, I ran to the left and ran around the court like some fucking idiot. And I shit you not, my adrenaline was real because the fear of the dog literally behind me as I ran was scary. So I ran for like at least two laps around the fucking court until I saw the maintenance village guy. And he saw me. And he probably think, that he probably thought that the dog was mine and we were playing some chasing game but i guess like as soon when i saw him i came running towards him and 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 when he saw me running towards him the, the closer i was getting to him he realized it that the dog was actually chasing after me and i was fucking scared for my life so good thing that i ran to him and good thing the kuya was there because if he was never there he would have not stopped the dog from chasing after me i forgot what he did because i didn't look back i just literally ran straight and as fast as i can to my house and you know so yeah that was my childhood trauma as to why i didn't like dogs back then you know so Whenever I'm with my friends and they have a dog with them or they see a cute dog out in the streets, I usually could care less and they'd like wonder why like I'm not like gushing over the dog. I usually just say like the first reason, which is the allergies, because that seems more valid than admitting my embarrassing childhood trauma. But yeah, you know, I, you know, I used to really care less about dogs. <laughs> And all because I was fucking afraid of dogs. It, it, because I fucking 
grew up thinking dogs are evil like what like how why would my helper do that to me like why would she make me believe dogs are evil yo like i imagine 15 years of my life wasted on thinking how dogs are evil when they weren't evil at all they're fucking pure and i just like what like a fucking kid five-year-old thinking dogs were scary so she ran for her life around the court and probably the whole neighborhood neighborhood saw her fucking thinking like what and since then i swear to god i just hated dogs well i didn't hate dogs i just like i was scared i'd say that i could care less but i was fucking scared and all because like oh my god but anyways until recently i actually have two dogs now that i adopted and in reference to the uwe or, or in reference to the art of spontaneity well you see the first dog we adopted is actually my brother's he's this macho aspen dog named tiger and the other one which again i really did not expect myself adopting is this baby girl named hyla my dog's name is hyla you see i never really planned to adopt hyla because I, I really didn't because I like I already have Tiger and I it's just like I've only been with a dog in the house for like a couple of weeks. But then the manager of this adoption agency, Paws, messaged me about checking Hyla about like she was marketing me Hyla, basically. And initially I really just wanted, you know, I, I wasn't really thinking about it, but out of nowhere, I just went, all right, I'm going to check Hyla out, but only to check her, not adopt her. Just like, you know, check her out, just, you know, be respectful and not be rude of the, you know, the invitation, if one should say that that was an invitation. But anyways, so yeah, I was heading there thinking that, all right, I'm just going to check out this dog. But oh my God, this Hyla was, I fell in love with Hyla. Needless to say... I fell in love with her and I couldn't say no that I just like the moment I saw her, the moment I bonded with her at that day, I wanted her. I don't I don't want anyone else to get this dog. So I said, alright, miss, I'm gonna get her. So yeah. So now I can't imagine my life without Hyla. You know, I never again I would I never would have imagined myself in a million years to own a dog. Because I used to really judge people who cry about dogs, but now I get them. So yeah, you know, that yeah, that one. That's one beautiful blessing that came out of spontaneity. And, you know, the other is that, and I'm sure a lot of you could relate to this, is that finding love unexpectedly, you know? A lot of you, a lot of the people that you're with now are those that you didn't, a lot of you, okay, if not all, just a lot of you, found your love unexpectedly. You know, so like me, I met my partner a year ago after one bored summer night and decided to go meet up with her after my cousins canceled on her plans. You know, you know, I was just like, all right, I'm gonna go have some breaks with her and see where it goes. And then here we are, happy and blessed. And like, we even, you know, started a small plant business that, by the way, is now growing big because honestly, okay, we started out this business not knowing shit about plants. 
you just learn about plants and how to penetrate the e-commerce along the way and you know that being said that you know you know how it's going big and it it just reminded me actually recently there's this other podcast that i've actually been listening to it's called brand origins it's a local podcast with really interesting stories about how big fortune 500 companies started out and one thing in common that a lot of those companies started with was that they just went for it again pointing out our cuento it's it's they didn't have a plan at all all right they just went for it okay well yeah they had a business plan of course but the very first day that they started thinking to themselves that their business you know the, oh my god i burped but the very first day that they started their business is with the mindset of you know just doing it as in they just woke up one day and said i'm starting this business you know like potato corner shopee and there are more but these are the ones that i remember they started with a nike mindset just do it and you know honestly speaking it's because of hearing the story of potato corner that got me into doing this podcast i was listening to the podcast about you know when I was doing deliveries actually for the plants because I do deliveries, uh, deliver, I deliver plants on the weekends for the business. And so anyways, I took up the, the message wholeheartedly and decided to start my own podcast. And on top of that, I just started doing it with not much really in mind. It's more of just like, as I've said earlier, going with the flow. I don't expect much from this other than the fact that I will be doing something that I will enjoy. And I'm excited about the learning outcomes that will come from this venture that I am now doing. And now looking back at everything, you know, as I'm speaking right now, it really is true that the best things in life come unplanned, as I think the saying goes. And, you know, ironically, as a person who likes to stick to a schedule and hates, well, not hate, more like a pet peeve, like I'm not a fan of, you know, I don't like unnecessary things that happen because it ruins a plan that I had in mind. Like I don't, I like I want to stick to a plan. If something happens, it pisses me off. So it is really surprising for me how sometimes I do look forward to the things that acts that you know that could surprisingly happen out of nowhere, the accidents that come, or the things like I really did not expect happening, or you know some things that I never thought of. Because like, you know, most of the time, it's usually when you're afraid of doing something, the moment that you're afraid of doing something is exactly the right time to do that something. Like, it only has dawned on me how true the saying is that when something scares you, that's when you go for it. And starting this podcast is fucking scary. But I am enthusiastic about it i'm hopeful about it because i really will not know what comes out of this you know and as i've said it really is about going for it for going for things without trying to go for it you know uwe effortless trying and i say this in the context that we should go with the flow and see what happens you know uwe Effortless trying. 
Because honestly, you really just got to let things be. Leave things to be as such, you know? And the idea, how the idea of spontaneity and the idea of leaving things be all point out to the idea that trust your instincts. Because sometimes you just really let your instincts come first before logic. And because when you do something, you really gotta listen to your gut. It's really different when you listen to your gut as opposed to listening to your logic. You know, there's a time when you should listen to your gut and a time to listen to your brain. And you'll know which one to listen to. Well, you know what, actually, I guess that's also the paradox there. You know, listen to what your gut tells you to listen to. Is it your brain? Or is it your instincts? Anyways, that's all we have for our Gwenta session today. I'm hoping you guys learned a little something from this Gwenta. And that I'd like you guys to reflect on the blessings you received in your life. And ask yourself if it was something that you have planned on. <laughs> I'm just hearing myself again. And oh my god, I sound like... a. You know, your your CLE teachers or you're just like your 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 philosophy teachers or like, you know, back in high school where people would ask you to reflect on things or when you're like a church. Guys, if this could be a quanta session, take it as it is. Or like also think of it as like, you know, a Christian lecture testimony, you know <laughs> personal journey kind of thing. But Anyway, yeah, I did enjoy doing this. I hope you guys learned something. And once again, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to the first episode of The Room 5v3. More about the session soon. I'll catch you guys next time. Bye!